0: Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. Today, we're here with Jordan West, back again. Super stoked to have this guy. guys. So Jordan, say what's up to everybody, man. We'll, we'll head into this.
1: What is up, uh, thank you so much for having me on again. I was just so happy when I saw the email from you. I was like, Oh, Josh wants to have me on again. Okay, I, I better prepare and come up with some like really good stuff to talk about today. <laughs> and I'm glad you're prepped because the truth is, guys,
0: we wouldn't bring him back on if this guy wasn't a rock star. He's probably about as humble as they come. I mean, he I'm not going to share numbers, Jordan. I told you I would, wouldn't. but he's like, Yeah, we're doing like this amount of money. They're killing it, man. You guys are killing it. And most of you are probably aspiring to be a company like his. So, Jordan. Stoked to have you here, man. So just for all of you, just for your reference, they just rebranded their company not too long ago. So it's called Upgrowth Commerce. Definitely go check these guys out. But I was excited to talk with Jordan, especially because he's been leveraging a growth strategy that I feel like everybody in 2022, if you're doing over a million in sales, this is what you need to be doing. Uh, this is what we have been focusing our efforts on as well, because instead of going one-to-one, we're talking going one-to-many through acquisitions. So Jordan, let's dive into that. I want to hear, first off, what made you realize you know, within the last year and a half that, hey, acquisitions was going to be your scaling strategy?
1: Absolutely. I'm going to go back uh, about three or four years now. And talk to you guys about mindset. I remember when people would talk to me about mindset shifts and how it was so massive. And I was like, whatever, like, what does it matter? Like what you think, like that doesn't change the ultimate reality. And I remember the biggest mindset shift that I made was running a system by Mike Michalowicz called Profit First. And I remember one of my business partners brought it to me and he's like, yeah. So like we separated into these different bank accounts and, and I'm like, yeah, but it's all the same money. Why would it make a difference? And it made made a massive difference. Paying yourself first was a huge mindset shift for me. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. This stuff actually, like I'm not even tricking myself. It just actually works when you start to make these mindset shifts. And so fast forward to the beginning of the pandemic and we were looking for some growth levers. I've always followed the guys over at Digital Marketer. And one of them, Roland Frazier, who I got to have on my podcast, Secrets to Scaling Your E-commerce Brand, he started this new challenge. And it was, I forget exactly what it was called. Oh, Ethically Acquire Businesses During, uh, I don't know, whatever, during the pandemic. It was the epic challenge. So I did the very first one, and I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh buying businesses is so much easier than I thought it was. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe he's just like making it sound easier. And so we just decided to start looking for businesses and realizing that, oh my gosh, there are so many incredibly good businesses out there that are up for sale. And people, a lot of times, and what I find probably the most of the time is that people hit a limit, right? There's the Peter principle, which is everybody will hit their ceiling of incompetence, right? And a lot of business owners get to that ceiling and they're like, oh my gosh. So when you hit that ceiling, you either need to hire, you either need to exit. Um, But a lot of people will hit that ceiling because they don't know how to hire and they don't know who to hire and they just don't have those strengths, right? So there's tons of businesses that then just kind of fizzle out. And they're incredibly good businesses. They've got incredible processes. They've got great profit and EBITDA. They've got all of these great things going for them, but they don't really know what to do next. And so those are the kinds of businesses that I absolutely love. And it was that massive mindset shift of realizing like, oh yeah, we could just buy these companies. And then people will ask like, well, where do you get the money? It's like, there's money literally everywhere. And there's so many different ways that we can do these deals. And so to me, that mindset shift was absolutely massive and I, I really think that you have to actually shift the way that you think about the world and that like, there's actually infinite possibilities out there. A lot of times, especially like employees at our companies will say like, well, it's just not possible. I'm like, no, anything's possible. Don't worry. We can solve literally any problem, but the colors, the colors, there's too many colors. (laughs) Anyway, there's all these, all these issues of really people not realizing that the world, there are infinite possibilities. Right. And I love that. And
0: So you mentioned Roland Frazier, right? Awesome guy. If you guys want to learn how to do acquisitions, Carl Allen is another one. He's been on our show. He's actually coming back on our show pretty soon here. But I want to point this out too, because Jordan just mentioned this and I hope you all kind of caught on to it. There is money everywhere to be able to buy a business. And I remember that shift I had because I had Carl on my show a year and a half ago, I think. And I had that same epiphany you had where I'm like wait, you mean I can buy a million-dollar company for under $50,000? Oh, and I don't even have to come up with a $50,000 myself, so I can get a million-dollar company (laughs) for $0? Like, why would you try to start a business? It's ridiculously hard to start a company. Why don't you just buy one that's already basically working and then add other ones to it, right? Do a couple more...
1: Well, zero to a million, that is the hardest thing to do is get to a million dollars and prove your concept. After that, it's like, just scale it, right? right? You know people already want the product. Yeah.
0: And if you pick up skills, which Jordan has proven this over and over again, he's got marketing acumen, right? You've obviously got a good sales system or you wouldn't be able to do this. So when you buy these companies who are in a million dollars, they've hit that ceiling. You're coming in. I'm just putting words in your mouth here, but you're coming in essentially saying, Hey, I know how to take them from a million to five. Would that be a correct assessment?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's not that it's not you know quite that simple. It's not like, Hey, we're going to go a million to five in one year, right? It's like, Hey, we know that, Especially with cash flow, right? We're in the e-commerce game in these businesses that we're talking about outside of our agency, but cash flow is a massive issue, right? Cash flow in e-com businesses is a massive issue, so we don't like to see that exponential growth because right. that outstrips cash by a massive amount. So I really like that growing from you know one to two, two to three and a half, three and a half to five. That sort of range I really like because otherwise, then we do actually hit massive cash issues. And I don't like to give up equity. I never want to be somebody's employee. So so giving up equity is a little bit scary sometimes uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yep. (laughs) Because then you have a boss. Yeah. Your
0: investors are your boss, 100%. I'm working with this company right now and they've added me to their board. And I was, I was on, so I'm on the advisory board and we were talking about it because they were They've already done like half a million in sales, like pre-launch. These guys are crazy at what they're doing. Have an amazing business model. Have the ability to make hundreds of millions of dollars, right? But they're like, I think we want to do like a million dollar raise. And I'm sitting here going, why? Why would you? And I had this whole conversation with them. I'm like, I would rather you do an SBA loan, which yeah, you're just paying the payment. I'm like, I will cover the payment if you will not get VCs because you're going to get a venture capitalist. They're going to come in, rule your life, and then take up all your equity. Right.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Totally.
0: Not even worth it.
1: Yes, and that's a scary thing to look at. Like read Little Black Stretchy Pants by Chip Wilson to see what <laughs> bringing on bad investors and not the right investors can do for your company. Right? For him, and you know, I'm I'm in that area. I live, uh, you know, just right around Vancouver, and I'd love to sit down, Chip, if you're listening to this. Love to sit down with you, um, <laughs> but seeing what okay. happened. To, what happened to him and him getting kicked out of his own company even though he still owned the majority of the company is right. crazy so think about that when you bring investors on we we actually just had a deal blow up on us because of these minority shareholders that somehow had a stranglehold on the decision making of the company and the the CEO right. over there wasn't wasn't a personable CEO that could try try to make you know make a good deal work with these guys he was a, a yeah just not that kind of guy, but that's how deals blow up. That's how your company literally blows up is bringing on the wrong investors, even if they are minority shareholders. There's so many rules out there that you don't realize. So just before you bring people on, i go crowdfunding would be the first way that I would do it before bringing on institutional investors. Yeah. Well, and there's some kind of like status
0: around bringing on institutional investors. I don't understand it. I'm like, do you realize those guys over there don't care? at all about your company. They don't. You're one of 20 options that could win for them. They buy 20 companies and they know 19 will fail. And then one will kick butt. And they're like, hey, yeah. that, that one that kicks butt will supervent all the other 19 failures. And so you're just one of 20 to them. They don't even care.
1: It's just a calculation that they're like, they know what they know and they know the areas of business that they like to be in. And that's, that's about it. And those contracts are crazy. With those VCs, just remember that those contracts are crazy. I know we're not not talking about VCs today, but just like (laughs) for people who are getting to that phase, it's definitely something that you need to look at and not think like, oh, great. There's a million dollars that we can now play with. That's not it's not that simple. Well, it's
0: such an old school model. And that's why I love like what you're doing, Jordan, because you are acting as the quote unquote VC You're like, hey, I want to buy your company. But you're not coming into the, it's a straightforward agreement, right? It's like, hey, you give me the company, you walk away. Or, you know, you continue as a CEO, if you want to stay in the company, we will buy your company outright and give you an excellent salary, right? We see those sort of deals happen all the time. Yeah. I've got that, a fun-
1: soul I've got a, if you don't mind, if I just step in for one sec, Josh, I've I've got a really fun actionable item uh, for people who are listening to this uh, when they're looking at doing deals like this. And I know I'm kind of going a little bit beyond here, but I just wanted to make sure that I got this in there. We leave 5% of the company in, non-voting shares for all the companies that we acquire. And what that does when we're making deals, because I really believe in win-win. Seven Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is like one of my Bibles. Um, I, <laughs> I truly, truly believe in the principles in there. And that, that is the way that the world works. Those are seven ways that the world just absolutely works. Um, we're actually teaching it to all of our companies right now. I'm personally teaching it to them in half an hour. I have a session with one of our teams teaching it wow. to them because I really believe in it. And with that win-win, we love to acknowledge all of the work that they've put in so far and let them know like, hey, this is the plan for this company. We want to leave 5% with you to say thanks. And so that you can participate in the future upside potential Because then they're our biggest cheerleaders. Every company that we've acquired so far, and we've left that little bit with them, they are just pumped. They still like every single photo. They're still like just cheering us on the entire time. And that's really powerful to do that. And it's not like, it's not some like strategic kind of play. It's because I genuinely care about them. Genuinely care that they put all this work in that I didn't have to get it to that point, right? Like I'm standing on their shoulders. So I want them to have something even more than what we are giving them in cash. Right.
0: I love that. And, and I hope those of you listening to this are paying attention to this, right? Because he's talking 5%, right? 5% is minimal, right? That's a teeny, teeny percentage. They're non voting shares. So these are people who can't come in and stranglehold the company and say, hey, you know, I yeah. want more shares or whatever. Or I have voting rights. It's just, you're basically giving them a profit share is what I would consider
1: that, right? It's like, hey, totally. now until forever, you make 5% of the profit of the company. Yeah, And until it. we potentially exit this company, right? right? And then maybe we're going to exit at 10X what we bought it from you at. And so that 5% is actually worth a lot of money. Right. Exactly. And for them,
0: they're like, hey, I'm going to make a million now, but I'm going to make a million dollars when you sell it for a hundred million later, right? <laughs> or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Honestly, I hadn't even thought about doing that, but I'm totally going to implement that. So when it comes to like finding these companies, right? Because I know a lot of people will look at you and say, okay, where are you finding these companies? Because a lot of people who listen to the show, you know, they might be saying, I'm so done with the business I'm in. I really wanted to branch to another industry or maybe into another type of service within my industry. But they're like, where are you finding these companies? Right? Because the first thing we all do is we go to Biz Buy sell, right? The website. Like, hey, business is for sale. You go to Biz Buy sell, right? Yeah. Which in my opinion is where most businesses go to die. But Anyway, Yes.
1: (laughs) So, yes. So there's a bunch of different places that you can find these businesses, right? So first of all, know your niche, right? Whatever niche you're in. So for me, you know, occasionally I'll find a good deal on Empire Flippers or Flippa or uh, what's another one that I get? Oh, sorry. There's one that I get all the time in my inbox every single morning. Really, oh, micro acquire. Um, micro acquire. There's some yeah. really good potential businesses out there. And these are people that you already know have some intention. What I really recommend that you do, if you're really interested in actually acquiring businesses is set yourself up as an investor. So for me on LinkedIn, I my, the first thing that I say is e-commerce investor, right? That is my title On LinkedIn. I think I was saying before, I've had about five deals come across my desk this week alone (laughs) that I'm like, awesome. All of these people, because over the last year and a half or so, I have positioned myself as that. I've already done deals. So these deals now come in. People know what I'm interested in acquiring. I talk about it on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on all these different places, on TikTok. I talk about how this is this is how I'm building these companies. This is what I'm interested in. If you want to partner with us or exit, this is what we're doing, and the deals just come in. Now, not everyone is going to be able to do that. It wasn't like that at first, and so what I had to do is I had to get a virtual assistant. I had to um, start just reaching out to these companies, letting them know. Um, so, uh, you know, at first this was in the baby space for one of our companies up here in Canada. We were just saying like, hey, we want to acquire um, uh, more amazing companies like yours in this space. Are you up for a fifteen minute phone call? So I was just having like. I don't know hundreds of these phone calls with companies. and it was amazing to get to talk to them. A couple of them have actually come back now and been like, hey, we're kind of ready to exit. Are you into uh, to chatting now? So that's a really great way to do it is just get a virtual assistant to go scan through your ideal clients, uh, what you want exactly out of them. That's kind of the best way to start. And then really, today, if you want to do this, today you need to position yourself as an investor um, out there for people. Yeah, I love that because, the thing
0: that that drives me crazy with people, right? We have this fear of sharing our actual intentions. I was just talking to this about this with a guy right before this. Is like, it's okay to tell people, "Hey, I want to sell you." Right? There's nothing wrong with that. I was like, I have a product or service that could benefit you. And it's the exact same thing when you're wanting to become an investor. It's like you just need to make your intentions known to the world. Like this is what I'm trying to do. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not shady. It's not shoving it in their face. You're like, yeah, the simple thing you said, right? Add it to your bio on your LinkedIn or your headline, right? Yeah. Ecom investors, I hope everybody takes that as an actionable step, especially if you're looking to acquire businesses. Put that on there
1: because you'll get people reaching out to you. Yeah, so I love that. It just yeah. happens constantly, like constantly now, where it's just like, hey, there's this business here, there's this business here. I have a, a call today with a surf brand, uh, and it's it's kind of an interesting one too because it's another guy that owns some really big brands, and he doesn't want anything to do with the ecom side of this surf brand, and so right. I'm just gonna come in. We're just going to chat about it. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but like, these are the kinds of opportunities. And again, it's, it's going back to that mindset shift, right? Where it's like, you know, two years ago, three years ago, I wouldn't have been looking at this stuff. I wouldn't have even thought about these things. And so my mind wasn't actually open to the, these crazy possibilities out there. And now these aren't crazy possibilities. It's just like, Oh, cool. Another brand. Awesome. Right. (laughs) I love that. Well, and so for, for you guys, right. For what you're trying
0: to accomplish, um, what's the next step for you? Like, where are you guys trying to go from now until I ask you to come back in a year and a half?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I can't wait to, to have the accountability to tell you all these brands that we've acquired. So our big mission right now is to put together in the outdoor space, anywhere from eight to 10, uh, mission focused brands. So one of the brands that we have right now Um, We pick up a pound of trash for every item that we sell. Now, we don't pay somebody like Plastic Bank to do it. We have a group of 5,000 members that actually go out and pick up trash and then log that trash in our database so that we can actually know whether we're hitting our targets or not. The great thing about that, this builds community, right? So every single one of these brands that we're acquiring right now, one that we have under LOI right now, they're a really cool outerwear company and uh, we're going to build, they already have some great uh, missional aspects to them, everything that they... Um, use in their outerwear is from recycled materials, which is cool. So that kind of gets us already on the first step. Um, but then after that, then we start to try to make a bigger and bigger impact, right? And so that's the whole goal with all of this: is at the exact same time as us building this company, we want to have a bigger and bigger impact uh, on the world in general, right? And we can see, like you know, that that impact-based companies do better, right? B corporations, and we're not we're not a B corp yet. Um, but that is on the roadmap. B Corps are more profitable than regular corporations, right? right? Yet, because they're able to hold both the duty to the shareholders and the duty to, let's just call it the earth, right? Together, right? They're able to do both of them and somehow they do better. And it's not somehow. I mean, there's amazing articles out there. If you guys search why B Corps do better, uh, It's this is really what we're obsessed with right now is trying to figure out how to get our customers in on the mission with us and leveraging already the connections that they have. And then, you know what, the end result of that is that we're gonna be profitable, right? But that's not the goal, right? The goal is to do good. And then after that we become profitable. And we know that, we know that from our systems. Yeah, see that is awesome. I love that. And I love the philanthropic side
0: of that. That's a great way to structure it too, because you're like, Hey, you're creating opportunity to do something big, but without being the nonprofit, right? Because I, I'm the kind of guy I believe heavily in for-profit solving problems. Because I, I even have an aunt and uncle and I love them to death. They might even be listening to this show and they have a fantastic nonprofit, but their lives are constantly fundraising. Their entire yes. life is going out and, and trying to get people excited about this. When the truth is, is like, if you had a a for-profit company funding a nonprofit company, right? You'd win. You'd get way more money from that than having to go out and ask people out of the goodness of their hearts to donate. So I totally, so
1: that's, that's something actually, if you don't mind, if I just step in here for for one sec, it's a little off topic, but that's what we're doing up here with our Canadian businesses. We've actually formed a, and it's for some tax reasons that we've formed it as a nonprofit alongside of our company. And so uh, it's a new nonprofit that we're launching called Brands Give Back. And so what we're doing is partnering with all the brands in the area that we know have excess inventory, right? Everybody has excess inventory in e-commerce, right? The and it's not good stuff. It's just that people don't know what to do. Uh, they overorder in different sizes and whatever. And so we're really we're trying to be that middle point between the need over here. We've tried to give before, and it takes up incredible amounts of hours just trying to give to these organizations, right? And so we're trying to be that middle point between brands that we know want to make a difference in the world and the end user. I grew up fairly poor. Um, My dad was a pastor. We just didn't really have much money growing up. And I remember somebody coming over to my house one day and my dad saying, Hey, George, you want to go to Value Village later? And I don't know if you guys have Value Village in the States, but it's a... Maybe. (laughs) It's a thrift store. And me feeling that Massive amount of shame with my friends there, thinking like you know, like after that, I remember them talking about how we were poor and whatever. And I don't want other kids to have to face that, right? I want them to have good stuff. And so, um, anyway, big aside, uh, we're really trying to be that connection point for the goods uh, meeting the needs of people who are in need right now. Yeah, love that. Dude, that's that's awesome.
0: Well, and I, w- I would hope everybody that you would help go support that as well mm-hmm. and, and be involved in honestly, just mirroring what Jordan is doing that with your own companies, because there's a lot of good to be done with for-profit. So I appreciate you, you coming and sharing that Jordan. So make sure you guys, you go over to upgrowthcommerce.com. It's formerly mindful marketing. So make sure you guys go check that out. And then Jordan, just to kind of wrap this up, could you give us one final
1: parting piece of guidance? Absolutely. Just know that when you think that there are limits, there are not, right? If it's funding, right? There's always a way to make it work. If there's a company that you think is too big wired, there's a way. If you're trying to get out, there's always a way, right? There's always a way through. And this the second piece of advice that I want to give people who are listening, and especially you know the kind of people that listen to this podcast, I think are in this sort of stage that like get your values and your principles down right? Especially and values are just principles that you choose to believe, right? So really finding those those values um, makes your decisions so much easier because you just run them through your values every single time. And it doesn't make decisions hard anymore, right? And anyone can make those decisions because they know what the value is behind it. So whatever stage of business that you're in, really try and firm those values up and that will take you to that next level.
0: I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan podcast. If you learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur who could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.